I wish I could say that's never happened to me, but ask Adam about one of our Valentine's Day dates. <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry. He had to open the windows. <laughs> Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. Together, we're cultivating real conversation, real community, real lives. Join Tammy Brown and Melody Workman of Sandals Church as they discuss real issues and empower women to cultivate truth, live out their faith, and connect with a community of kindness. Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, friends. We are excited that you're here. I can't believe like we're still doing this. We've we're just, right? like, still here. Um, this, and, the response has been awesome. more than I even anticipated. It's been really I cool. Know. Thank you guys for listening and if you actually really love it, we appreciate that. I got on and read all the reviews. Oh. If I was so scared, too, because I'm like, oh, I can't handle it. But then they were so good. I did know a lot of the people that did it. So thank you to our friends. Oh, we were like, I'm going to go do I this. I haven't done but that. But. They, were the, they, were the, they were the best. They were great. Well, we hope that you enjoy it. And if you do, share it with your friends. Because I feel like even though Tammy and I don't know what we're doing, we're just offering wisdom that we've gained from... All, all the years. Kinds of wisdom. <laughs> all the a lot years. of wisdom yeah. over here. Sex, your mother-in-law, and now today your group. So it's going to be a little more vanilla <laughs> than last episode. Although people loved, people loved it. The mother-in-law. Yes. Stuff. It was good. That was a big. Um, so today hit. we're, community is like our theme for the year. Whether you're part of Sandals Church, Cultivate, we want women to be in community wherever you are. And the truth is community can be hard. And it can be weird, but today is on how to not be weird in community group, how to not be the weird person, how to not have the weird behaviors or habits. Um, And the truth is you can be real and not be weird, which is the bonus. Absolutely. I actually work on that every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And that's awesome. Yeah. I've made some growth there. I'm not where I want to be, but I am. I never experienced you as weird. (laughs) I do experience you as real. So that's a bonus. That's, Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we thought we thought it'd be fun to start out today. Just to let you guys know, Tammy and I have been in community groups for years and years. I all, counted all this week. How I've many been years? In, well, I've been How in many community groups? groups for 21 years, but I've been in six groups. Wow. That's that's pretty good for 21 years. Yeah. That they, they've had some longevity and they've ended for different reasons or we branched out, you know, split into two groups sure. to grow and that kind of a thing. But I, I've only had six. Well, in your 21 years, tell us one of your funny slash awkward slash you won't believe it stories because, guys, <laughs> we're, ke- we're here to keep it real. Yeah. One of the things we want to to address on the show is is how to's. So this week with how not to be weird got me thinking of um, some of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in group because over this many years, you're going to have some weird things. So it got me thinking of a couple. Um, One of the weirdest, most memorable, awkward things when, and I think Matt was, this was one of our first groups, our first or second, maybe our first group. Um, We had a couple in there. And one night, really serious group, and they were not okay. And we knew they were having some marriage issues, but they were trying to make it work. And in group, they come in together and are sharing how they are. And he is sobbing. The husband is sobbing. And his wife is is like holding him. He's like leaning into her lap, 
sobbing like I've never seen a man do before. Mm. And he's sobbing because his mistress broke up with him. Come on. And his wife is consoling him. Like, it's you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Matt and I sat there with our, like, (laughs) jaws on the ground. Like, I can't even. (laughs) Like, we're comforting you because you're, and your wife is comforting. That's the last thing I'm comforting Matt for. Yeah. Matt's like gonna it was, die. You know, like we were. Happens. It was just. It was the most bizarre thing. Some things I can't share. Yeah. Um. But I will share this other one. And it was this breastfeeding mom, and the breastfeeding part is not what was weird because I mean when you have a baby, you have to figure that out. And sure. That happens different ways. And um. But in the middle of group, in the middle of sharing, in the circle, in my living room. The mom starts nursing her almost six-year-old son. <laughs> and here's how, what that looked like. Matt Brown, will, if he heard this or if you ask him about this, he will die laughing. This kid had a Del Taco burrito in one hand, <laughs> walks up to his mom and says, I'm thirsty. She pulls up half of her shirt to expose one half of her bre- like one breast. <laughs> he latches on. Takes a swig. No. Latches off. Shirts down. Burritos back in the mouth. Our group died. (laughs) Died. Like. Because who knew that burritos and breast milk was a new combo at Del Taco? It was just like, wow. That. Like, I just. I just saw your boob. And. (laughs) Your kid's eating a burrito right now. Like a green burrito with chilies in it. And. That was weird. And the milk hit the spot. So like the, the idea, the two story, like the idea, like that was just like weird, yeah. but also the weirdness of a wife consoling her husband about his mistress breaking up with him. Yeah. Crazy. Where, like there's just, Matt and I have seen some weird stuff over the years. And yet we're here to tell you guys that community is worth it. <laughs> so stick with us because we yes. think we have some valuable yes. insight for you Absolutely. today. Um, but lesson number one is... Um, stop breastfeeding your six-year-old. <laughs> I mean, if you do that, you, maybe teeth isn't a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. You um, know what? Who are we to judge? Who are so we to judge? If you're going to do that, maybe just... Before group. Before group. Yeah. yeah just Because it's not our business, like how long you breastfeed. Totally. But I, it was weird to see your boob. <laughs> <laughs> and we are all about being real, but some things should stay private. Sorry, I said boob yes. on the podcast. That's okay. <laughs> You're allowed. It's a podcast for females. Okay. We're going to jump right in. Um, So today what Tammy and I are going to do is we're going to take a two-way approach. We're going to talk about um, what not to do or who not to be in group and then what to do and what to be in group Um, because we want everyone to feel like no matter who you are, regardless of your background, your story, your experience in a group, if you've never been in a group before, we just feel like these are some timeless things that you can hold on to that will help your group experience be the best that it can be. It will be messy because people are messy, um, but there's also things that you can do and avoid to make your group experience really great. So um, do you want me just to jump right in with the, the don't be's? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Because here's the thing is you're going to hear us say so much this year, we were made for community. Um, but that doesn't just happen naturally. One of the things that makes me, um, the most concerned is when I hear people say, 
we need community so so we can have a place to just like put all our real crap out there. Yeah. Which is actually not the purpose of community in the church. Mm. Um, and so that's why I think this how to not be weird um, is so important to have some like really necessary realness about this yeah. of um, th- there is some appropriateness and a level of health if you want to keep that community group yep. going well, because some things will kill a group. I mean, there are things that kill a group. Yep. And ruin the community. And what we want for you guys is we want you guys to be the healthiest versions of yourself, to have a healthy group and healthier group is is going to be life changing. Yep. A super unhealthy group is just going to be life sucking, draining, and you'll dread it. And so what we want is we want the women of Sandals Church to have some real tips, some real um, information on things to be practicing, things to be cultivating into your community behavior and format. And so let's jump into those. You're going to do the group killers, the group killers, the, yes. the, how, don't be a, the don'ts, the don't bees, the don't bees. This is, um, <laughs> then I'm going to do the doobies, the doobies. <laughs> hang with Tammy for the doobies. Um, this is kind of a list that, um, Adam, my husband, he's the pastor of discipleship here at Sandals and, we started in group 20 some years ago and through so many experiences, um, he kind of coined the phrase group killers. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about how to not be a group killer uh, today. Um, I'm going to start with the most notorious one, which is don't be a talker. And when I say a talker, obviously you're going to talk, but you don't want to talk so much that you've got people in your group Googling recipes for shuddy sandwiches, like while you're in group. <laughs> Right. Like how to make a shuddy sandwich for Susie. I'm just picking on the name Susie, not an actual Susie, because you just don't have the self-awareness to know that you're you're talking too much. And this is hard because, like you said, it's a place to be real. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we're going through stuff. We feel like we need to talk about it and you should. Um, But notice the people in your group that don't talk, like notice the quiet ones and notice that maybe they're quiet because there's never silence or there's never a space for them Mm -hmm. to join Mm -hmm. the conversation. There's people who are really comfortable just talking, just, Hey, I'm here. I'm ready to share. There's other people who need a little bit of an encouragement an on-ramp an invitation into the conversation. And so if you primarily talk most of the time, those people are never going to jump in. They're never going to just put it out there. They have to be welcomed in. And it's hard sometimes for a leader to know how to na- na- how to navigate that. So a couple of things we've trained our leaders on is um, when you begin a conversation, rather than just having an open-ended question, start by asking someone in particular to share. So if you've got a woman in your group and she never talks first, open up the conversation by saying, hey, I'd like to hear from you. Like, mm-hmm. how was your week this week? Or what are your thoughts about this? Um, if you have someone who's a notorious you know, they just go and go and go, um, pull them aside and invite them to help you get other people into the conversation. Thank them for being so willing to share. Yeah. Thank you that you, you you feel comfortable. Thank you that you want us to be a part of your life. I want to get everybody in on the conversation. Would you help me mm-hmm. um, by inviting them or um, kind of not, not going first every time, you know? Right. Or even, you know, like the idea of like, you know, sharing comes so... Like you're, you're, you're comfortable with that. A lot of people don't have that. That's one of your strengths. But what we want to do is help 
other people you right. know, build that up and talk. And I, I just recently, we had a leader come with us and say they like had to confront someone who they answer every question first. They tell every story first. And they had confronted that person on like, hey, and that person was very offended mm-hmm. of like, well, but I matter too in the group, you know, and, and that is one of the things that makes group weird when you make group all about you. you. Yes. And so if you're in a group, you know, maybe one of the self-disciplines that you start to cultivate is saying, I do have the answer. And just because I could share it doesn't mean I should tonight. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what, I'm going to practice listening. But, you know, like there's just some real good things if you're yeah. the talker in that way of um, that because that does make group weird when and what happens over time in that scenario is people just come in like, what's so-and-so going to say today? Exactly. I'll just let them have the mic in the floor because they take it no matter what. And I'm just, I don't, or it comes around like, well, who wants to share next? Well, everybody's done with hearing all the words. Yeah. Because I know even Matt gets very much like that. Like if someone in the group is shared and shared and shared, even if he needs to share, he won't because he's like, everyone's exhausted, mm. including me. I don't, I'm out. Yeah. Like that makes group weird when you when a talker dominates the group. Talks and talks. And and sometimes you need to talk and that's okay. And everyone else in the group, a way to help not make it weird is to say, you know, maybe tonight and Matt and I will do this sometimes. It's like, no, I'm I'm good actually. I don't mm-hmm. You know, there might be a week when I super need to talk, but this week I I'm actually in a good place. I don't I don't need to talk and Everyone doesn't need to talk about every single thing every single week. And it's a good it's a good question to ask yourself if you think like, hey, that could be me, like I could be the talker. Ask yourself, when's the last time I heard I've heard from so and so? Like if someone asked me how so and so in my group is doing, would I even know because I've heard from them, mm-hmm. or have I dominated m- much of the conversation? Um, so do, so don't be a talker. Definitely share, definitely be real, but really try to be self-aware of, of how much you're engaging in the conversation and are you over-engaging, creating not enough space for other people to, to jump in. Um, I think women struggle with this next one a lot and it's don't mm-hmm. be a fixer. We, we just have to be real about the fact that we are uncomfortable with other people's pain. Like, because pain is hard, suffering is hard rough marriages or deep financial needs or medical issues, things that we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to say. We, we typically come at it with our own remedies. Mm-hmm. Well, have you tried? Well, did you know that if you just put oregano behind your ear and on your forehead and under your armpits, okay, that'll go away? You just got personal. Sorry. I love essential <laughs> oils, but I just, I'm just putting it out there that it's, yeah. Um, but d- have you tried, or I'm going to mm-hmm. send you this, I'm going to send you this recipe for, or I'm going to send you this article I read. Um, or we do, well, at least like that's bad, but at least I would say that in general, when someone shares, if an, if a, well, at least comes to your mind, dig, like put that into your shuddy sandwich, stir it into your shuddy coffee. Cause have you heard this one and this Definitely makes group get weird. Well, at least it didn't go this bad, blah, 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 like in my life. Yes. Like (laughs) you think it's bad for you. Well, what you don't know is, and then you just made it about you. Yeah. And that person feels like, okay. So I, I, I started studying empathy a while ago because I realized I had none (laughs) and, and that was a problem. And empathy is leaning into someone Mm -hmm. else's pain, not with the answer, 
but just with your presence. So sometimes it looks like this. Someone in your group shares something really hard. You're blown away by it. You're overwhelmed by the idea that I I have nothing. Sometimes it's as simple as reaching out and like grabbing them by the arm or the shoulder. That's really hard. I thank you for sharing. I'm here for you. Sometimes it looks like, could we just take a minute and pray Mm -hmm. like for you? Because really only God knows, like only God has the answer. I wrote this down. People will lean into your perspective when you have leaned into their pain. Mm -hmm. When you have something valuable to share, it feels more valuable to a person when you've already listened and Mm -hmm. taken the time to just sit with them inside of, inside of their pain. Um, And we like to fix because fixing it makes it less messy. But the truth is we don't have that kind of power. We don't have that kind of power to make things less messy for people. We can, sometimes we, good advice is solid. Sometimes it's necessary, but the truth is people have to figure that out between them Mm -hmm. and God, like what they're going to do. And sometimes it means sitting there and going, okay, that's a mess. Um, but I can pray for you. I can pray with you. And before I even go into my advice or what I think might work for you, I just want to sit and acknowledge that this is hard. And sometimes the the first step in fixing something for somebody is that that get that being real that there's a problem yeah and that that is like crucial but when you try to come in and like button that up real quick mm. you know that the hard work that God has for them right to truly mend the brokenness doesn't happen because you just like band-aided it with your self-help and and the the truth is you know the tip of the iceberg of what's going on there exactly whatever they shared and so the fixer can really make group weird it can make group weird because it can keep group shallow yeah people only want to tell you about the neat messes in Mm -hmm. their life rather than Mm -hmm. their real messes because you're going to come at them with well if you would have just if you had of if you tried this and so people are like you know what i'm out like i can't i can't go there with you Mm -hmm. um and so, other people watching get feel weird because yeah. they're like, ooh, note to self, don't share my stuff. Yeah. With her. Or Susie's going to fix me. Yeah. And I don't like her advice. Yeah. Apology <laughs> to Susie. She's yeah. one of my closest friends. We're not talking about you. <laughs> um, the next one is I wrote, don't be a hater. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I want to expound on this a little bit. Um, one of the coin phrases that I hate, we don't have time to delve into it. It'll We can get to another episode is don't judge me. You're judgmental. You're Mm -hmm. like, you're judgy. Um, We kind of put that label on everything. And the truth is there's a right time to judge. And then there's a a wrong time. And without going into the weeds of that, what I like to tell people is check for an overly critical spirit. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that we do as Christians is we condemn your sin, but we condone our own. Mm. Oh my gosh. You should stop doing that thing that you do. Yeah. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't get drunk. That's true. You shouldn't. The Bible is clear about that. I shouldn't gossip. The Bible is clear about that. Mm -hmm. We tend to get all self-righteous about your stuff, your sin, why that's bad for you. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we're justifying all the stuff that we're doing that doesn't get as many verses or it's not the the big bad breaker sins. Um, So I would say beware of a judgmental, overly critical spirit and think about how Jesus approached this. He was a truth teller and a grace giver. Mm -hmm. We talked about this last episode. So if you bend towards the truth teller, here's one, two, three. You need to start moving towards the grace giver. Mm -hmm. Like that's a struggle. Thank you for sharing that struggle. Thank you for being real with us. 
um, I tend to ask more questions than make statements. Well, how do you feel about the the doobies then? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, which is so good. So don't be a hater. And when I say that, when people share things that, um, maybe you disagree with, they have a different stance. I would say as a general rule, don't bring politics into your community group. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. Being convinced that you're right or wrong as a Democrat or Republican isn't going to matter in eternity. So just leave that kind of stuff to the side. Um, it's how the enemy gets us sideways yeah. and focus on things us. that don't matter. Yeah. Um, the next one is don't be a quitter. We've been doing Cultivate for many seasons now mm-hmm. where at the beginning, everyone's there. This is going to be the best. I can't wait. This is awesome. Three, four weeks. I'm like, where did everybody go? Yeah. Where did everybody go? And I'll just be real with you women because that's how I am. Some of you treat community like your diet. You quit as soon as it Whoa. gets hard. This as, just got really yeah. real. <laughs> you, you're all in until <laughs> and I feel convicted. it gets hard. And then you're like, I can't. there's too many hard people. I can't get up that early. Um, I have my show. On, I, I can't miss the many. I got invited to something better. Yeah. So think about this community should be your priority, not your play date. It's Mm -hmm. not just your time to like hang out with people. That was good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you need to dig in and see that these people are in your life for this season for a reason. Yeah. God wants you to influence them and he wants them to influence you. Like one of the things I treasure about our friendship is that regardless of what I'm going through, facing, experiencing, I can count on you to support me Mm-hmm. And I can also count on you to help me realign my priorities, my focus. Mm-hmm. Melody, have you thought about it this way? When you quit community, Do I say it that nice? <laughs> you say it nice enough. I'm an eight, so you can just you can just throw it at me, Melody. Get your I know, together. but I need to not take for that for granted because yeah, no, you're you're very kind. You're okay. you're you're kind. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I've been hard on Melody lately. <laughs> that's okay, but it's a good. It, that's that's how we grow. That is how we grow. And the truth is, is when community gets messy and we bail, we need to remember that mm-hmm. the messes of life are how we grow typically. And Jesus's community got really messy, you guys. <laughs> like when Jesus needed his people the most, they were all out. They're like, we're out. You're in trouble. We got to go. And then he dies on the cross, forgives us of our sins, rises from the dead. And rather than Jesus saying, man, you guys couldn't hang with me when I needed you the most, mm-hmm. you find Jesus on the shore making them breakfast, realigning himself with community being present. So even when it gets hard, don't quit. Mm-hmm. Have a hard conversation if you need to. Why community is hard. Um, sometimes you, you're you in a group and you're like, for a lot of different reasons, this might not be the best group for me. Okay, that happens. Don't give up on community Right. Like don't quit church because of one bad pastor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we need to have more grit in the game. Um, so don't be a quitter. Anything else you want to add to that? I think that's good. <laughs> I, you know, I do think, like you said, that there are seasons and there are reasons that you switch community, sure. that you end it, that you restart it. I've helped a lot of people transition. Like I love my group, but, you know, we are going through a hard time in our marriage. I think we need to take, because the truth is you can't have Right. Multiple community groups. That's not feasible for real life. So community needs to look differently sometimes. Yeah. Um, so there's some community that you do need to quit. If you get to a place where there's been unresolvable conflict mm-hmm. and you can't be real anymore. Yep. You know, community needs to be a place where everybody can be real in there. And, and if that can't happen, but that doesn't mean you give up on community. That means you need to figure out how it needs to look differently. Yeah. And sometimes it means I was in this group. 
and that worked for a season. And now I'm ready to go start my own. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the good and the bad and the ugly from all my group experiences in the past. And yeah. now I'm going to start a new group for people. Yeah. Um, the last one, f- our five don't be's is a faker. And if you're around Sandals Church for more than a minute, you hear our vision about being real. Um, Tammy says this, Matt says this, you can't be real unless you heal. Mm-hmm. And you can't get there if you're not willing to talk about what you need to heal from. Mm-hmm. Like what's actually wrong? What's actually going on? And that means hard conversations. That means vulnerability. Um, we've talked about this before. Without courageous vulnerability, you can't experience authentic community. You can have friends. You can have dinner dates. But for authentic community, courageous vulnerability is a necessity. Like if it's not there, yeah. then you're just making conversation. Um, we, you know, I, I have been in a group before where someone said, well, I didn't have to confess that. And someone else in the group said, well, if you didn't, though, this wouldn't be real. And if it's not real, mm. why are we in group together? Like it was a very so vulnerable moment that was true of like, yeah, but like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here if if you're not yeah, willing to be real? And if what we're saying is that spiritual growth does best take place in the context of relationships mm-hmm. and we read the verse iron sharpens iron, it's necessary to have those conversations in order for us to grow. Yeah. And so anyway, those are the five things I would say, don't be a faker, don't be a quitter, don't be a hater, don't be a fixer, don't be a talker um, to keep things from getting weird. Um, But even more important than the don't, like don't be this, there's things that we want you to be. There's things we want you to do. And Tammy cast this vision many years ago and Cultivate started on what it looks like to be a good heart handler. Um, And so there's some overlap in between the don'ts and the do's. Yeah, for sure. Um, But we want to go through these because if you do these things, man, you can have such a healthy group experience. Yeah. A couple things is that, you know, the idea of, of, One of the hardest things for someone to do is to get real because what the enemy wants us to believe is that if I get real, you know, I'm I'm doing this visual of like ripping my own heart out and holding it in my hands in front of me. If you see the real me and see the bad, the the shame, the guilt, the grossness, you're going to turn and run. And so the idea of being a good heart handler with someone else's heart is so crucial because if I say, here's my real thing, the thing I'm so scared to, to be real about because I'm ashamed of it, I'm embarrassed of it, I don't like it, and I put it out there, I'm already afraid it's going to gross everybody out in the room, repel them from me, and then I'm going to be alone. Yeah. What happens in that heart handling exchange is so crucial because that's what God wants us to do. We do it with him when we confess. Um, You know, the Bible says, confess our sins to God for forgiveness, but to each other for wholeness and healing. Because here's what happens in that exchange when we're good heart handlers is I see your stuff and I love you anyway. So let's let's clean up the stuff because it's not good for you. The enemy has us convinced that if we're real about our stuff, everyone will turn and run. We'll find ourselves alone. Note to self, never be real about your stuff again. Stuff stays inside of us and eats us alive. We can't get out of bad cycles. We can't get out out of flawed thinking. We can't get out of bad habits. We can't stop sin because we are afraid to say, I need help with this because everyone mishandles it when we put it out there. And so being a good heart handler is something I'm super passionate about and, and that I, it's an expectation I have of people in our groups because I'm trusting that the people, when I tell people at Sandals church to get into a group, I'm trusting that they, 
are going to be with people who are going to be good heart handlers. So this is a practice that I'm asking the women of St. Andrew's Church mm-hmm. to take seriously. And so there's a couple things with that. You know, the first thing is um, a misconception about groups. And I sort of started with this when we started of, I hear women say all the time, I just need a place where I can just put all my crap out there and we can all vent. Okay, that is not the purpose of group. That's the purpose of your close friend, Susie, <laughs> on the phone on the weekend. The purpose of your group is a place for you can that you can be safe to be real and find love and belonging and, and care as part of the body of Christ. So that might look like when you are sharing um, your stuff, you don't need to tell the entire story. You can say, I'm really struggling with forgiveness. Mm. And people in your group can say, how can we pray for you? Um, forgiving doesn't mean condoning. And they can remind you of truth. It doesn't mean like, here's everything. Like some women come to group and just complain yes, and complain. And that makes group go weird. Mm-hmm. You're the weird one. If you can't think of who's weird in your group, it might be you. Yeah. Because all you do is complain. You're draining everybody. Group is a place to be real. Not necessarily about every detail, but about where you are at with God or with others or in sin. Like that is one of the most important things is to stop thinking of group as your place to go verbally vomit all over everybody so that you feel better and everyone can like jump on that. That's that, that makes group go weird real fast and people want out Mm -hmm. healthy people want out and, and you won't even realize it because you're so swimming in, in that part. Um, It kills groups. So the other thing is that the group is um, just the place to be known, cared for, encouraged, challenged, and to do that for others. And there is a right way to do that. So these are going to be the doobies. You went over the don't bees, but the doobies, meaning here's the good ways to, to be good heart handlers for the women of our church. And the first one is to listen well. And here's the thing about that. It means listen to understand not to fix. Yes. You talked about fixing, which was so good. We're listening to understand where somebody's at because sometimes what they're saying is actually not understanding where they're at. Mm. You know, we listen for understanding. And, um, you know, you talked, this is going to kind of mix with the, the being a talker and the fixer combined when mm-hmm. we listen well. Sometimes the best response when we listen well is to thank them. Like, thank you so much for trusting me with that. Yep. Because remember when someone puts their heart out there, that's a lot of trust. That's like the most vulnerable. It's like your naked soul in front of everybody in the worst way. And so to confess or admit where you're at, that's anything less than beautiful and sweet and perfect is really hard. Mm -hmm. And that might be the most vulnerable, hardest step someone's taken in being real. And so just to say like, thank you for trusting me with that honors the sharing. Yep. It honors it. Or thank you for sharing that. Um, instead of fixing, like, how can we pray for you? How can we support you now? Like what, what can the group do to help you feel safe? Yeah. Like you don't have to fix it all and you're not supposed to, you're supposed to love. And so, um, just to listen for understanding, not to fix, yeah. not to respond. And not every person needs to respond to every single thing. And if you find that you're a big responder, sometimes maybe a good practice for you is not responding and in your mind, start praying for that person or later that week, respond in a note that says, I felt so honored when you shared with me. Thank you for trusting me with that. I am praying for you. Mm -hmm. Or I saw this scripture and I want to remind you of what God says about you, that you are his masterpiece. You know, 
there's a way to do that well. Well, and I love how you said this. It's not about the solution. It's about the support. Yeah. Like yeah. don't see yourself yeah. as I'm here to provide the solution, but I can provide support. You know, that's that looking at it that way, I think is such a good, mm-hmm. that's how people can go. Okay. <laughs> I should talk now or I shouldn't. Right. And one of the biggest things that makes a group go weird is when anybody shares something, it triggers in you, triggers in me. This happens to me. It triggers in me like my similar experience as I'm listening to you, For I'm sure. like, oh, I remember when this happened to me. And yes, here's my story too. We interrupt, we overtalk, and we completely divert attention back to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That makes group go weird and people eventually burn out and want out. And so one of the things to do is to be mindful of your own personal, like what's being triggered in you and, and try to not focus on that and stay actively listening to understand the person that's sharing. So good. Um, the other thing is to become a very good curious questioner. This is what I I practice myself. And again, I say practice because it does take practice to become a good question asker. So, you know, you could share with me, Melody, and I'm like, here's what you need to do, that fixer part. What I'm asking the women of Sandals Church to do instead is to become good question askers. Like, so I'm curious in that moment, like, how did you feel? I'm curious, when you made that decision, I'm curious about, mm. did, were you here or were you here? Because here's what we're doing when we're good, curious question askers. We're helping people tie up their own loose ends. That's we're helping great. them think outside of the strand of thinking that they've been in by like, okay, so I'm curious, like, what are a couple possible outcomes you see happening? Or I'm curious, did it go the way you wanted? And if not, like, how could have that gone differently in you? Or, mm. you know, when we become curious about what's going on inside of you, because sometimes, or a lot of times, the way we respond to something has a little to do with what we're responding to and a lot to do with what we've already been through in the past. Yes. So like when good. you reacted like this, it seemed like you went level 10 when it was a level two. So I'm just curious what was going on in you. Mm-hmm. You know, when we become curious about the person, then they have to think, what was going on in me? Oh my goodness. I'm realizing that I was afraid that you felt this way. And so I reacted like this to self-protect or whatever. Yeah. And then within that person, they're like, oh my goodness, that was ridiculous. I didn't need to overreact or I didn't need to because they came to the self-realization. And that's where people make real changes. They do not make real changes when we shoot Bible bullets at them. Well, just, you know, trust with all your heart and lean and not in your own understanding. Okay. That's God's word and it's good truth. But I have to go, I need to trust because I believe it's what I need to do most. When we ask good questions to each other, that's where we come to that own conclusion on ourselves. When people come to the conclusion on themselves about whatever it is, physical need, like when I get, when I come to the conclusion myself that my diet's out of control, I make a change. Mm -hmm. When other people are like, dude, you're on the sweets. I'm like, yeah. Like (laughs) Then I start hiding eating the sweets because I don't want comments. Mm -hmm. But when I truly believe I need to make a change, I make it. Being a good, curious question asker to people helps them them Mm. come to conclusions internally that will trigger them to make external moves and real changes. So um, the next one is to honor people's boundaries in group. This is one of the best ways to protect it from being weird and to respect what they share when they share it. 
You know, some people, they're going to show you a tip of the iceberg and that's intentional to say, I showed you this much. How did you handle my heart? Because I know what's under the surface mm-hmm. and I'm not ready to go there because I don't feel safe yet. For me, safety is a big thing when I share. So, you know, how you handle, and just thank you for sharing that. You know, if you ever want to go deeper, like we're here for you, how can we, you know, just respect those boundaries and like, well, then what happened? This is what I see make group go weird real quick. You give a little detail, like, well, I went on, you know, I had this traumatic, like I've had people in group share about abuse. They're like, well, what actually happened? Mm. Like, did you guys, did he do that? You know, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah. And they just like trample boundaries. Mm. And um, so you need to be okay with what people share in their timing of share it. Sometimes I've had to step in and be like, hey, you guys, I feel like we're going way outside of what we need to talk about. Maybe we'll get back to that later, but I think we should pray. Or, yes. you know, like, let's not get into the details or the weeds of this. We just want to tell you, we love you. We see that that's hard, you know, kind of a deal, like respecting boundaries of people. And that also, though, goes back to what you're saying about being a talker. Like sometimes you respect the boundaries of the group and help it not go weird when you decide for yourself that you don't need to be the only voice you hear. Mm. You know, like a lot of people talk because they can't handle when it's quiet or well, nobody's talking. Well, when in that silence, sometimes that person who needs to share so deeply is mustering up every ounce of courage they have to almost and then talker. Tucker Bob comes out. I don't know why it's Tucker Bob, but Tucker Bob comes out, you know, and fills the space. Yes. Well, then that person's like, yeah, okay, I'm not sharing. I got out of sharing. Totally. We have someone in my group right now, like they have a really hard time sharing in the moment. And what's funny is they'll come back. They're st- they'll circle back later. They're going to die when they hear this. And we get, we call it a Tuesday morning text because we have group Monday night. Tuesday morning, their answer comes in on our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> so now we'll say... Tell us right now what you're going to text us tomorrow. That's awesome. Because they have a hard time in the moment sharing. Yeah. And so just to honor those, the last um, uh, two more things, but the next one is keep a confidence. Mm. I just heard of somebody leading a group because they had shared something with their leader and that leader went and told the rest of the group when they weren't present and it's, it's dividing the group. And this goes for the leader or anybody else to keep a confidence. What is shared in group? Stays. Stays in the group because that is someone's safe place to be real. Yep. And being in that group is a vulnerable place and it's sacred ground. I mean, the Bible says where two or more are gathered, he is there. Mm -hmm. When we're putting, when people are putting their heart out there and their darkest stuff, the stuff they're afraid of, and it's not a safe place and you go tell everybody, that's the first thing to make people get weird and go, not sharing ever again. Or Or I can't trust you. Yeah. And I can't. You know, I can't grow if I can't trust and I can't share. And so um, you have to make a commitment to that. I mean, there, you know, there's just so many bad outcomes for that. Mm -hmm. And so every person to keep confidence. Proverbs says this, those who talk too much sin, (laughs) like (laughs) you shouldn't be talking. It it actually goes on to say, be sensible and keep Keep your your mouth mouth shut. shut. Shutty sandwich is from <laughs> the a Bible. Shutty sandwich. Proverbs talks about shutty sandwich. Yes. Um, you need to take seriously when you're trusted with people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And that happens in small group. And do not take lightly with that. And I actually believe pretty strongly that the Lord honors that or, or 
the opposite. Like yeah. there, there's a judgment for that because that is sacred ground when people are getting real with God. And when you desecrate that by gossiping about it, by sharing it outside, I mean, that, that's going to matter and it matters to God because could, he's entrusted somebody to you. Yeah. You could be impeding their growth. Absolutely. Like if yeah. them opening yeah. up their vulnerability is that first step into being real and they move away from that because you weren't safe for them. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's a big time. It's a big deal. Um, the last thing is to to truly pray for one another. Like I said, James five sixteen says, confess your sins um, to each other, so that you may be whole and healed. Mm. Um, and part of that, I, I, you know, I imagine that, or I'm curious if, let me say it that way. I'm curious if God designed it that way so that we could experience full grace of, because what the enemy does inside of us is say, but if you truly knew, you know, the outside me and say, so you like me, mm-hmm. um, which is a fake sense of healing. But if you really knew the inside. And so I think, you know, I'm curious if God didn't design it this way. So we're going like, no, you do, you do know the inside because mm. I shared it. I yeah. confessed it and you still love me. Mm. And so there's such power in that. Um, But to truly pray for one another, I think we minimize so much the power of prayer. Um, We need to be praying for each other. The Bible says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Mm -hmm. When people are sharing inside the group to to honestly pray for them, it can can make all the difference. And it can can be the solution that never had to come out of your mouth. So good. You know what I mean? And so here's the thing that... um, that I that I think I would want to to summarize this. Listen for understanding, not to respond. That's the first part of how to be a good heart handler. Make it a point to ask curious questions. And what that may look like is when you have a response in your mouth, like on the tip of your tongue, figure out how could I ask this in a question instead of giving it in a statement. Honor the boundaries that the group sets. You know, if you can't be a part of it, figure out why. Have a real discussion, but honor honor those boundaries. Keep confidence, pray for one another. But here's one of the things that I'm seeing be put more into practice. I'm practicing it in my own life. You know, we're implementing it to a lot of things here on staff at Sandals and Robo School in our soul care program is be a person who is willing to not only ask the question, which is hard, but also receive the answer of how do you experience me? Mm-hmm. Because if you can't think of the weird person in your group, it might be you, <laughs> but you're so busy talking, figuring out, Verbally bawling over everybody (laughs) that you're not seeing that it's you. And so you might ask the group like, hey, I know it's going to be really hard for me, but it might be good for me because what's happening that you don't realize is you're repelling people left and right. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that will come to you and be like, here's how I'm experiencing you. (laughs) Most people just slowly moonwalk out of your life. (laughs) And then you find yourself very alone. And which is the opposite of the loving belonging that each of us are looking for in community. Yes. That's so good for us. And so... Be a person and take, like, make the courageous step to be a person that can ask, how are you experiencing me? Maybe you don't ask the whole group, but you ask someone in there you trust who you know loves you and, and, and receive that real answer. And then listen, ask God for help. Like, God, help me be the best version of me because there is something about you to contribute to the group. Sure. So that's the first thing is like, how do people experience you? The second thing is, okay, there's going to be someone weird in our group. If it's not you, it's someone else. Groups get weird sometimes. This is an opportunity for everyone else to say, like, when people are weird, they usually have a reason why. Mm. They've experienced some kind of trauma. They they 
they weren't raised well. I know all kinds of people. It's like they're raised by wolves or raised in the system or raised yeah. with, with super unhealthy parents. And they literally have never seen modeled for them how to have decent relationship or be healthy in a group or respect others. And so this is an opportunity for the rest of everybody in the group to practice patience, mm. grace, kindness, long suffering, to, to, to look at that person and just be like, you too deserve, because out there, it's what we say about kindness, right? Out in the world, people are being chewed up, spit out, eaten alive yeah. in the church. That should be a safe place for people to be loved. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't mean that person might, they might not be your best friend that you invite to on your vacation with you. But in that group, when they're not okay, you pray for them. When they're sick, how can I care for you and bring you soup? Mm -hmm. You know, it's your birthday and I remembered you. Last week, Matt and I were with someone and we're like, hey, what'd you get for your birthday? And they're like, um, I saw someone in the office and they said, happy birthday. And we were like, <gasps> you know, like remember their birthday. There's some people, their parents never once remembered their birthday. Mm. Like, like groups should be a place to experience love and belonging. Yeah. And so with the weird people in your group, that gives you an opportunity to be the best version of you and try to love them. Wow. Yeah. That's boom. Rich. There you go. Listen, here's what we want for you. We want you to be in community because you were made for it. It's not, it's not an idea that Tammy came up with or I came up with or Pastor Matt or even Rick Warren, who's come <laughs> up with a lot of great ideas. It was God's idea. It's in your DNA. So you don't have to wait to start a group. You can start one right now. In fact, there's women that are going to be starting groups all over our campuses. Um, all the information that you need, you can go to our website, cultivate.sc slash community. That's going to have everything you need to know about cultivating community this year. And we've even created a, an FAQ page. So all the questions that you FAQ have. FAQ means frequently asked questions. Thank you. Yes. That's Tell, what telling I'm, for a friend who didn't used to know. <laughs> that's what it means. It's your facts. Got that? Your facts. I didn't know what it meant for a long time. <laughs> I learned what LYT meant the other day. What's it mean? Love you too. Oh. <laughs> that's how my son tells and me. And I he learned me. that like, right I now. I love you, Elijah. LYT. I'm like, so, what? He's like, love you too. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, go check it out. We have got lots of answers to your questions there. And again, save the date, March 15th. That's really the launch of our big Cultivate Season 2019. Um, come hang out with Tammy. Come hang out with me. There's going to be vendors. Our new merch is so good. I say that every time. I literally have nothing to do with it because I don't pick out nice things. If you love it, I had everything to do with it. She, if you don't, I didn't. Yes. <laughs> It's great. Um, where we welcome girls seventh grade and up to come. It's free. Even those of you who can't get childcare, you can register for childcare um, on our website, I believe. Cultivate.se slash, no, move.se slash cultivate childcare. That's for the Boom. win. There you go. <laughs> good job. That's not even in front of me, guys. So join us March 15th. Tell your friends about the podcast. Time. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and we have so much more great stuff coming for you this year right here. So keep hanging with us. We love you guys. And this this March 15th is the best opportunity to invite your unchurched girlfriends. Like, hey, there's an event. There's going to be food trucks. Um, it's free. Come with me. Yes. And that's a great way for you to cultivate community outside of just your church community. Mm -hmm. And and to care about the souls of the people in your lives or your unchurched friends or your just disconnected friends to come and be such a part of the community of Cult Cultivate where they can be find 
um, women with a vision of being kind to one another. So, and the bonus is if you start a group or you you're currently leading a group, we have a gift just for you designed by Tammy Brown herself. It's the box. It's a leader's box. And you want this box. I took one for myself. (laughs) It's it's just full of resources to help you get your Mm -hmm. group off to the best Mm -hmm. start possible. Um, And you can get those March 15th or at a campus near you that following weekend. So there's your all your information, all your tips. now you all know how to not be weird in community. Hashtag don't be weird. (laughs) Don't be weird. We love you guys. Bye.